Well, good morning, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Over the Garden Fence on 590 and 106.9 FM WKZO, brought to you by Waddell's Nursery Floral and Garden Center at the corner of 12th Street and Millam Road. And you're invited to be part of the show. Your contributions welcome at 382-4280, 382-4280. And here is your host for Over the Garden Fence, Welcome, Andy Waddell. Good morning. Good, good morning to you. Hey, thanks for having me. There I am. Always a pleasure. Yeah. Hey, thanks. Um, you know what? And I know, Ken, that forecast today, we could be pessimists, but I want to be an optimist on it. All right. Okay? Because we could be dry, and we're getting moisture. A lot of the, the lakes so, so were... So all this... We've had a lot of rain here. That's right. That's, this that's is right. a good thing. So now, now you're starting to bring some of that lake levels up. A couple of years ago, oh, we were yeah. really high. Then I know some of these local ponds um, where geese and um, like uh, Sandhill Cranes land, it was mud. They're just standing in, in mud. So now at least some of that uh, is starting to come back. You know, spring rains are a, are a pause. So... Uh, you'll see maybe some evidence when uh, maybe some of the warmth comes in mm-hmm. with a combination of that moisture. So well, don't curse the skies today. We need this rain. <laughs> now it was outside. It was a little chunky rain too. <laughs> so, <Not> true. <laughs> so, so um, I, I'd like to, if you don't mind, start with some timely tips. Absolutely. And um, later on, I thought maybe we could ask with a, a couple uh, gift cards today. Oh, okay. Maybe what some people's projects are. I'd like to see if maybe Waddell's could help them in their projects. So right. um, maybe some timely tips to get people uh, motivated with a cup of coffee this morning. So uh, let's take a sip here. <laughs> and off we go. You bet. Say uh, good morning, everybody. And you know what? Every green thumber I know is looking and loving the news of spring this week. Warmer temperatures will be here soon to energize not only the crocus, but the tulips, but every gardener as well. So with many plants showing green growth and spring flower bulbs wanting to have their blossom parade start, we start April still with much excitement. Landscaping garden opportunities are also increasing daily. So let's take a look at today's gardening, lawn, and landscape possibilities. Any plants that are considered to be transplanted need to be moved now. Many plants are at the beginning to show signs of growth with buds swelling and even small leaves. Most plants need to be moved before leafing out, preferably while they're still dormant. For many plants today, today or this week in the next couple will be very successful transplanting time. The next time really will be late October. Of course, there's exceptions to the rules, so if in doubt, call over the garden fence or call Waddell's Garden Center. Things can like um, early, early spring perennials, mayapples, helleborus, early spring poppers, bulbs, you wouldn't want to move those right now because they're just, just coming out. So when setting out a new transplant or, or purchasing a new bald and burlap or potted plant from the nursery, Be sure to plant it correctly. Why put a nice plant in a five-cent hole? Why spend the time, the effort, and the money on a good plant if it's not planted correctly? A lot of times, Waddell's is called to the job site when trees fail due to other people planting them wrong. We had a job site, Ken, that uh, had 18 beautiful oaks that were planted, but they're all planted too deep. Three years later... All the oaks started failing. These were nice-sized trees that had been put in. Customer called me and said, what do we do? I went out there with my clipboard. I could see exactly. I got down my hands, started digging, and I kept digging, Ken. I couldn't find the original root ball. It went down below the length of my hand that they were planted too deep. But then, you know what got put on top? The volcano of mulch. And so it it ended up, most of the plants were end up dead by the time we got... um, um, uh, onto the job site. So remember, for nearly 50 years, sometimes proven methods have been successful. So for myself alone, I've been transplanting <clears throat> with my dad for at least 50 years out in the garden. So splitting perennials, remember three to five eyes per hill. So when you're splitting up daylilies or hostas, don't split them right down to a single islet. It's going to take many years for them to grow on. Trees, you 
know a rule of thumb? One inch caliper of tree trunk, six inches off the ground, should have 12 inches of root ball. So if you're trying to dig it out of the woods, a little two-inch tree should have a two-foot, three-inch tree, three-foot, and so forth, trying to get as much roots as possible. Be sure when planting on a on the uh, new site, it has good drainage. For some sites, maybe mounting up the soil into a berm three to five inches might be adequate. For poorly drained sites, the removal of some of the clay sometimes might be very helpful and replacing with clay soil conditioner to help aerate the soil. Always dig the hole twice the width of the new planting root system. Place a third of the topsoil on the side of the hole and dispose of the subsoil. Off to the side of the hole or in a wheelbarrow, mix one third of that topsoil. We want to create a natural environment. One-third composted cow manure for good first-year fertilizer and one-third sphagnum peat moss. Not reed sedge peat. You can buy cheap peat, open up the bag, you'll see a big black sedge or a muck peat, and that's very hard to use. Sphagnum peat is loose and brown, even if it's moist or dry, very nice to work with. When adding into the hole, I like to put a little espoma plant tone or even a little bone meal if I'm doing perennials with every bushel of the planting mix. Remember, when setting the, uh, the plant in the hole, put it at the same depth as the previously growing, or even a little high. Fill the hole half full with the planting mix, then soak the root ball with the entire hole with Fertilome Root Stimulator. Around the, <clears throat> excuse me, allow the root stimulator to soak in then the remainder of the hole with the planting mix and firmly set in. Now, never cover again the deeper than it was previously grown in the nursery, in the field or out in the woods. I have seen people plant, re replant peonies and it will take Ken 20 years for them to start flowering if you have not planted them at the right depth. Mm. I've seen, <clears throat> like I said, on those oaks, but I've seen multiple trees planted, shrubs planted incorrectly and die due to the lack of too high or too low. Soil mulch, again, against the tree trunks and the stem will actually promote fungus and will girdle the stems and kill the plant. We've all talked before about the volcano effect with mulch. Remember the donut effect, high on the outside, low around the trunk. Now you're just about to backfill. Hmm, now we want to talk about mics or the beneficial mics. We want to actually massage the mics and you want to put it in contact with the roots. Now this works for everything except ericaceous plants like azalea, rhododendron, and blueberry will not work with that. But everything else on the list, beneficial mics, go ahead and put around those roots. Carefully backfill. Covering the mics, um, it does not like to be exposed to the ground or to the, to the sunshine. Mics will take a single root and make it into multiple roots. And that way, less watering, uh, easier pulling in of the moisture, easier pulling in of the fertilizer. And when you plant with mics, Ken, it turns a Waddell's one-year warranty into a five your warranty by the company Ooh. and it's a no question no quibble so um, we've really mm. uh, people see extreme results with putting mics in the ground especially with transplanting now we've talked about the mulch i like to use cedar mulch around the plants cedar draws um, does not draw your insect think of it cedar hope chest log homes they're made with cedar on purpose so this planning procedure have worked for me and thousands of Waddell's customers for many, many years, just trying to help you out. So um, many of us with beautiful shade and ornamental trees, um, some of those are really irreplaceable and deserve um, that maintenance. <clears throat> I will say I was invited to visit a... Um, a local college. We won't say where again. Okay. In Kalamazoo, though. <laughs> All right. We have several. Yep. So. <laughs> yep. And Ken, there is probably 80 to 100 trees failing on this property. Ooh. And every one of them, Ken, probably was four to six inch caliper, good size, 15 to 20 trees, or 15 to 20 foot trees. 
But down at the base of the trunk, down by the lawn, they were only about two to three inch caliber. Ken, they had been weed whipped and mower damaged for years. The mower string blade, or the famous lawnmower blade, as we call it at Waddell's, um, keep the machines away from the trunks, no matter what the age of the tree is. Mulch the tree with cedar mulch. If you don't know how to keep away from the tree trunk, put the collar around the tree trunk so you cannot have to hurt the tree every single week while you're weed whipping. I remember going around a peach tree and my mower blade hitting that peach tree. I almost got on my hands and knees and immediately tried to fix the tree, almost crying that I hit my peach tree of many years. I have collars on those trees now. So mulching's one thing. Have you fed the tree, the poor tree that is hurting? If you have not fed it in the fall, spring is the best time. We are getting spring rain, so go around your drip line of your tree where the rain would fall, poking holes or drilling holes and getting a spoma plant tone or tree tone now into the ground. When the plant comes out, flushes out with new growth and the food, um, just like me on a run, I got to have a banana when I oh, Absolutely. <laughs> okay? yeah, exactly. So you got to have some of that come out. Irrigate if we don't have the moisture um, during the summer months to... Uh, help out that plant. So talking of trees too, the best taste treats sometimes come from your own back garden tree. Fresh berries, fruits, uh, tree ripens sometimes has a little pride, um, a little sense of satisfaction where that fruit or that apple, that peach came from. Um, Sometimes it's food fit for a king. You feel like, hey, um, you want to almost invite people over when you see a good crop. Just knowing that Waddell's has uh, many varieties coming on, including apples, peach, pear, sweet and sour cherry, plum, and we even have a, uh, a cool new cherry. I just We have all kinds of new ones, Ken, but it's a sweet, it's called sweet cherry pie. And most sweet cherries take two opposite varieties. So maybe your yard won't take that space. Somebody only needs one tree, but they're not after those bright, tart red cherries. It's not something you're, it's only enough cherry pie, right? Uh, yeah. the, brown, yeah. the black cherries is what you like to eat when mm-hmm. you go up north, mm-hmm. okay? This is a sour cherry that's sweet. Only need one tree. So it is a beautiful red cherry that's deliciously sweet. So it's kind of a cool introduction to our fruit lineup. Our family is still enjoying crisp potatoes that was harvested last autumn. I found additional calcium in spring potato plantings gives way healthier plant, larger tubers, and they store much better in the winter. Calcium nitrate and gypsum is the solution. Putting it in the trench, then I side dress the potato plantings in mid-June again with calcium nitrate. Look it up. You'll know that's a deficiency in Michigan soils. I provide potato plants with one inch of moisture all summer long. Don't let them dry out. If they do, they immediately go back to dormant, and that spells the end of the potato growth. Just talking with our perennial manager, too, we have Kennebex, German Butterball. Uh, Ken, we have an Andirondack that's a purple and red inside skin. We have Yukon Gold. Um, red Pontiac, and then a, a newer variety. It's an Austrian Crescent Fingerling. So that's a cool new kind of uh, um, potato that we have in stock right now. We have uh, <clears throat> onion sets. Uh, I'm sorry, onions coming on and shallots coming on. So the yellow, red, and white onions. So kind of nice to, even if you can't get them in the ground, get them before they're sold out. It's kind of nice to see them uh, uh, come on. So Good sign of spring out in the greenhouse. <laughs> mm-hmm, indeed. All the, all gardeners do have valuable plantings of tulips and no doubt looking forward to their beautiful blooms. But a word of caution. 
You guys know what I said last week, what is in my yard. They have four legs, and they're running around, and they're furry, and they're really cute. And sometimes you get so mad at the pesky little rabbits. After all your work is done, they decide to go ahead and chew everything off. I have a nice little nursery of about 30 or 40 little red sunset maples that I was growing that they decided was very delicious. I fenced them, Ken, but the snow got too deep, and they jumped inside and mowed everyone down. Oh, no. So <laughs> if you want your tulip plantings, <clears throat> uh, put on repellent soon. Not necessarily today, but either the repellents or the rabbit mace will help repel those rabbits and deer, and it will not hurt your pets or children. So just a little couple ideas, and uh, maybe we can come back from a break. I have a little poem that I'd like to uh, share, oh, okay. and then uh, maybe a little history since uh, I got you on the radio <laughs> with me today. All right, we'll do that. You're listening to Over the Garden Fence with Andy Waddell from Waddell's Nursery Floral and Garden Center, and uh, we're open to take your questions this morning at 382-4280, 382-4280, and we'll be right back on WKZO. When it comes to curb appeal, there's no substitute for an attractive lawn. The lawn care professionals at Woodell's can help you achieve that green, healthy lawn of your dreams. Besides being beautiful, did you know that a well-landscaped lawn can increase a home's value by 15%? Woodell's has all the products you need to get your lawn in tip-top shape. Need some grass seed? Woodell's exclusive grass seed blends are sold in bulk, so you can get just the amount you need. And their four most popular blends are now on sale. Get City Mix grass seed for $7.19 a pound or Jaguar Blend for $6.49 per pound, as well as Deluxe Shady and Supreme Blend, all at low preseason prices. Now is also the time to get your four-step lawn program. Putting on your own lawn products means you save money over hiring a lawn service, and Woodell's is offering $20 and $50 instant in-store rebates for the two sizes of Scott's four-step programs. Woodell's Nursery Florist and Garden Center on Texas Drive at the corner of Milliman 12th Street. Listen to what those local folks are telling you. You know what's going on in the more local level. Kalamazoo's official online local news source is WKZO.com. And back with you on WKZO on this rainy Saturday morning over the garden fence. Brought to you by Waddell's Nursery Floral and Garden Center. Andy Waddell here to take your calls on your upcoming projects, lawn and garden care as we get into the spring growing season at last, 382-4280, Andy. Yeah, thank you, uh, Ken. Thanks for everybody listening in this morning. And uh, a little chunky rain out there, but again, <laughs> we need the moisture and let's be an optimist about it. So, uh, um, Ken, I know there is projects on everybody's minds, so... Um, my honeydew list gets bigger and bigger, so um, um, I would love if people wanted to make maybe give us a call, and uh, I'd throw a couple $10 gift cards towards their project at Waddell's this, uh, today. Well, let's see if uh, Kathy has something to share with us this morning. Well, Kathy, good morning. Hey, Kathy. How are you? Well, I'm fine. Thank you, Mr. Waddell. I have a question about the mic that you talked about. Mm-hmm. Now, I I wanted to plant a double file verbenum this year. Yes. So when do I put that on? I mean, I know you dig the hole and prepare it and all that. Yep. Right when you, you right when you set it in the ground, put your peat moss and common ore around it. Mike's actually, it sounds crazy, but it's hungry. It wants a food like composted common ore around it because it's a live um bacteria that wants to grow and so you you actually put it right on the roots right before you backfill so like if you set that ball down in the hole you put it around backfill a little bit put a little more around it and kind of massage that mics right on the root system as you're backfilling okay so it's a Go it's ahead. a granular? It is a granular. It's actually baked oh. onto bran, like a bran flake or a vermiculite. So it's very light. And um, um, it you really don't want to put it on the top. So let's say there's a plant that you already have in the ground, uh, Kathy. You could actually poke holes around it and pour it down around a plant if it was struggling. But it's not a topical. The sunshine, it will end up killing it. So <clears throat> okay. you want to put it below at least two inches below the ground. Oh, all right. Yep. Well, thank you. Yeah. Now, double file is a great plant. There is a improved one of that called Shasta. So take a look at both of them when you get there at the store. They're they're nice plants. How big do they grow? 
So Shasta and double file are more width than height because of the layering. It's one of the only viburnums that its flower goes in procession up the length of the stem. It's an incredible plant. So the stem is on an angle and the flower is straight. It's a, a beautiful flower floret. So 12, 12, maybe 15 wide, maybe by six oh. to eight in height. Very controllable again, ma'am, but it's a, it's a quite a large specimen someday. Yeah, I had uh, an old bush cut down, and now these um, communication towers show. So I wanted to cover it up, but I oh, yeah. hope it's something that's pretty broad. Good good choice. All right. Well, and, it, and it's tough, too. You bet, Kathy. Oh, thank you. Okay. You're welcome. Bye. Bye-bye. All right. Well, uh, Anna's joining us this morning on WKZO, and good morning. Good morning, Anna. How are you? I am fine, thank you. What's I have a question for you. Uh, in the fall, I wrapped my young tree trunks with uh, a wrap from your store. Mm-hmm. When does that need to come off? Third week in May. Third week yep. in May. Oh, what okay. I like so to now- do is you could do it today, but right now those, uh, if you don't have any deer problems, you could take it off a rabbit. But sometimes the forage has not quite started a lot of the spring hasn't flushed out in the woods so if it's a plant that's young you just never know about the the varmint so i like to hold off a little bit longer but i sure don't want to leave it on during the summer that's where all your pill bugs and earwigs all lie in the summertime and the trunk likes to breathe well, I have plenty of deer. That's one of the yeah, reasons yeah. why the trees are wrapped. Yep, and that's why I said third week, because you sometimes, even in May, we get some hard-killing frosts, and it's nice to get past the frost stage when the then the wrap can come off. Okay, thank you so much, okay. Andy. appreciate you, your help. And then put it on on Thanksgiving weekend. Give a couple yep. frosts in the fall. You don't want to put it on early again, too. So we like to put it on Thanksgiving weekend. Okay, so basically Thanksgiving to Mother's Day. You got it. There you go. Okay, thank you so much. Thank you, Ann. Bye-bye. All right, 382-4280 is our number, 382-4280, if you have a question for Andy Waddell on Over the Garden Fence this morning. And um, I... uh, when we started building our expo, I just wanted to say thank you for everybody coming over last weekend, Ken. It was... uh, um, we had a nice theme. It was Route 77. It was uh, our 77th year. So we took a route around our neighborhoods that we built. So uh, with road signs and uh, maps that people could cruise their little hot rod area around our five little neighborhoods yeah, that we built. It was really so, cool. I, I got out to uh, yeah. to participate last Saturday, and it was, it was kind of cool seeing those uh, highway signs around. <laughs> the, it was great. So you know what, everybody? Our tempo picks up at Waddell's. I know very soon yours is too. So it's a good time to remind yourself of these attributes mentioned in this poem entitled, Come to the Garden Alone, while the dew is still on the roses. For a garden of your daily living, plant three rows of peas. Peas of mind, peas of heart, and peas. Now, Ken, want to make sure, plant four rows of squash. Mm -hmm. Squash gossip, squash indifference, squash grumbling, and squash selflessness. Now, next thing right after that is plant four rows of lettuce. Let us be faithful. Let us be kind. Let us be patient. Let us really love one another. So, but no garden can really should not be without turnips. So turn up for meetings, turn up for service, and turn up to help one another. So to conclude our garden, we must have time. Time for each other, time for family, and time for friends. So you need to water freely with patience and cultivate with love. There will be much fruit in your garden because you reap what you sow. And I'd just like to add uh, something George added years ago. When you plant a garden, plant an extra row for your friends to share flowers, fruits, and vegetables with those who have none. So, oh, what a nice sentiment yeah, that was. Yeah. yeah. What a great idea. So kind of cool little um, thing. And I have... Um, uh, we were, we're going to talk about storm damage too in a few minutes. Mm-hmm. And I know that it has, uh, um, been on everybody's mind. People are coming in with their phone, showing what, uh, what has broken their yard splitting. And so we can come back to that, Ken. And, uh, it has been, um, 
uh, that ice storm has really taken severity in everybody's landscape. It really has. Yeah. Joyce is joining us this morning on WKZO. Good morning, Joyce. How are you? Good morning, Andy. I am well, and you? Good, good. Thanks for joining us. How can I help? Well, I would just like some suggestions for a shade garden. Oh, it's probably two-thirds shady during the day, and the shade moves as the sun moves, filtered through trees. I'd like something tall perennial that would be, you know, just really pretty. And it can be, I'd like flowers, um, ferns or, or other shade plants would be okay, but I have a fairly large area to fill in. Mm-hmm. So you know what bloodroot is or semisifuga? There is a, a, a burgundy variety of that. And Ooh. could I tell the how to spell the name? But it is called semisifuga, I think is the botanical name. And it's my backdrop that I use a lot of times that I need to get some height. It's got a spire of of uh, like a burgundy white flower that has a um, a really nice um, kind of a cut leaf foliage that would look nice. Why not maybe get some of your biggest hosta? Some of the varieties like Empress Wu or um, uh, I know there is, I have Drinking Gourd, which is a huge one that has a very large leaf. That would be a good backdrop. I have um, a lot of my oak leaf hydrangea series like Ruby Slippers or Alice are both very nice backdrops. They would give you a year-round little look. And I didn't know, Joyce, would you ever be willing to take a couple shots and sketch it out and we could kind of walk through? Because shade, I will say, has probably at Waddell's grown in our department the most. Because, Joyce, you are not alone. Everybody's trees keep getting bigger. And the shade demand for plants are keep growing. So we have coral bells now that are wonderful for sun, but some for shade. And like you said, some of your sunshine moves back and forth in this spot. Coral bells would give you the nice medium size. Um, some of your uh, foxglove would be pretty good in that spot as far as a backdrop with some height. Also, the perennial foxglove or digitalis, which is the biennial. So... There's a couple of varieties that would give you three to five or two and a half to four foot in height in the backdrop for some medium height. Thank you. Good suggestions. I've written them down. Yeah. Well, <laughs> next time, just sometimes you like to come in and say, oh, man, I love that plant. And eh, let's hold off on that plant. And sometimes touching and feeling is the best thing because there's lots of others. Gorgeous, vibrant. Oh, Absolutely. Yeah. We always spend more than the budget likes when we come in. <laughs> <laughs> good viburnums, too, Joyce. There's viburnum choices. Fragrant viburnum be a good choice in that spot that would give you nice fragrance, a good flower in the part shade, part sun. Good. She's got a project, Ken. Yeah, sounds like she's got a project so, to me. Remember shade, Joyce. <laughs> is, it sh is it dry shade? Is it moist shade? Two different things, too. So when you're taking a look at the spot, let us know, because uh, dry shade, we'd pick some different things. All right. Thank you. Okay. Thank you, Joyce, for the call. Appreciate the call this morning uh -huh. on Over the Garden Fence. We're going to take a break and uh, come back and talk about uh, storm damage mm -hmm. a little bit, because I know it's on everybody's mind. It's coming up here on Over the Garden Fence on WKZO. Watching beautiful wild birds is a great way to enjoy nature, and the best way to keep birds close to your landscape is to give them their favorite foods. The birding experts at Waddell's Garden Center will tell you this is the most important time of year to provide plenty of food for the birds as nesting season begins. Waddell's carries 16 different varieties of the best quality bird seed around, and this week eight bird feed favorites are on sale, including safflower seed, Georgia's No Waste Blend, thistle seed, and more. A must to provide birds extra energy as nesting season arrives is suet. Orange essence suet cakes are on sale. Get a whole case of 12 for just $11.88. Woodells also has the best selection around of bird feeders. Choose from more than 100 styles, including tube feeders, squirrel-proof feeders, and many more. And right now, they're all 30% off. Woodells Nursery Florist and Garden Center, the Kalamazoo area's bird feeding headquarters for 77 years. On Texas Drive, the corner of Millman 12th Street. 
Mixed precipitation will continue across West Michigan for our Saturday. Winter storm warnings and winter weather advisories north of I-96 will stay in effect through 8 o'clock tonight. Otherwise, expect a cool day overall with temperatures topping off near 36 this afternoon and it will be breezy. Winds are turning to the northwest at 10 to 20 miles per hour. We'll slowly dry out into the evening and overnight. Expect a low temperature near 27. We'll be dry on Sunday with even some sunshine and a high near 45. Tracking Southwest Michigan's weather, I'm Storm Team 8 meteorologist Sarah Flynn. And back on WKZO with this week's edition of Over the Garden Fence. Still a few minutes left in our show, and we could still sneak in a phone call or two. 382-4280. 382-4280. If you've got a quick question for Andy Waddell this morning, Andy. Thank you very much. Thank you, everybody. And Joyce, if you want to buzz back, we didn't catch you on the $10 gift card if you want to yep, buzz yep. us back Joyce, on your yeah, Give us a call project. back, Joyce. Sorry about that, Joyce. <laughs> so we uh, held uh, um, we hung up the phone on you. Sorry about that. So what we were saying earlier is uh, probably once or twice or three times a day, Ken, people have been coming in with pictures of the storm-damaged trees from the ice. Heavy ice storms that swept through Michigan recently resulted in high high amounts of damage. Many parts of the state, damaged trees require full removal. Homeowners looking for suggestions, um, looking to add more trees to their landscaping, come to Waddell's. We actually offer a series of smart trees available for things like under wires, where power lines and things are an issue. And so some of that stuff is just important not to plant a huge tree where someday those power companies might end up cutting them down. Um, we have at least a hundred varieties of trees with over 40 different families that you could look at. We have varieties that include installation, um, that you could do, or we could do. Michigan state and Waddell's reminded homeowners for sure to, uh, replanting trees helps offset the loss of the tree canopy covering in Michigan's urban and community forest after the storms. Additional planting and diversity of trees is the most effective way to, uh, like a strategy to help protect community forests from threats like Dutch elm disease, emerald ash borer, and some other pests that we've had. So just ideas on maybe not every, um, Millwood's a great example. Years ago, we had the Dutch elm disease problem in Millwood, long, yeah. long before I was. But I do know about it, Ken. And the norm was to go through in Millwood. We, it was not us, but City Kalamazoo chose silver maple or soft maple. Up and down, you guys, uh, if people are listening in Millwood, you can raise your hand knowing that <laughs> that's usually the first area where it's all trapped from all the storm, all the um, soft maples coming down. So choose a variety, you might get a uh, less of the problems too. Can I also said I have, uh, we have a caller waiting? No. Um, I have a little history of over the garden fence while you're here. Oh, okay. So uh, um, I, I found this, George had it, started in 1957, over the garden fence actually was responding to postcards with questions sent into Louise Kavner and Harley Waddell. Then with some of your announcers, you remember uh, the names like Jerry Raffle oh, yeah. or Gary Lang? Mm -hmm. Harley worked with them till 1965 when George took over. And then George took over and was 40 years till 2005 when Harley ended up uh, wintering sometimes in those Florida areas. So then I took off in uh, uh, summer of 2005, uh, 2006, and then took over completely in 2007. So we just like to know that um, we enjoy our community. We love to help other services, from bedding plant growers, fruit growers, great landscape plants. We have uh, our two farms that are in southwest Michigan, one in Galesburg and one in Scott. So that way you have local, fresh um, product that is brought to you on a daily basis. Um, can we kind of call ourselves plantaholics? Uh, you know, sometimes it's just well said, when I yeah. see a new plant, it's just, oh my, you know, got to have it and end up, ends up being in my yard. So um, things, going back to those trees again, things like new trees is what I look at pretty hard. What is the old we try to drop? What is the new great alternatives like beech, hornbeam, lilac, black tupelo, Bald cypress, Zelkova, 
Those are all varieties maybe that you wouldn't think of when you're thinking, oh, oak or maple as far as a replacement. Do we have a couple of minutes to you talk bet. to Peggy? Peggy, good morning. Hey, Peggy, how are you? Yeah, fine. I have a quick question. Uh, when is the best time to trim off the tops of um, cedars? Of cedars, okay. And and how how tall are they, Peggy? Quite established. Um, yeah, they're about fifteen feet tall. Four yeah. feet tall. Yeah, you could probably do it now, Peggy. It's okay. Usually, we like to do evergreens when you're doing a. Hit a major haircut around the first or second week in June. But if you get that cut, they'll, they'll still flush out. They're a very established cedar. You, you just want to slow them down. Right. They're getting a little bit too close to uh, wires and, and roofs. And <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's okay. I would tell you the time not to do it is in the fall. Cause we don't like to give pretty hard haircuts to cedar and then let them go all winter with that new uh, older wood exposed. So yeah, um, you're 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 good on doing it now. Okay, very good. Thank all you. Right, all right, Peggy. Have a good morning. All right, appreciate your call this morning. Mm-hmm. So, um, again, storm damage. Maybe you need to take shots, get an evaluation. There are arborists in Kalamazoo that will come out and do an evaluation. We can suggest if there's hard branches, Ken, that have torn and made hollow gaps in your tree trunks. Yesterday, that was two or three times people were showing birch and maple, mm-hmm. locust that is all torn off. I'd say it's time to remove because even if you filled that cavity, Ken, it will always be that hollow area where the water will drain down in, always turning black. So remember, things like that attend to. We have some pruning at Waddell's. We have some large birch that have been damaged due to the storm damage. Um, it's too high for us. We're going to have Martin's tree and stump come in with their large uh, lift and get uh, probably 30 foot in the air, get some huge branches out of some birch. Remember, if you're pruning, remember your three Ds. We talked about it last week. Dead, damaged, and disease. Every action, there's a reaction to your plant. Crossing branches, wounded branches, thinning out the tree like fruits and ornamental trees. That's a great time right now. Torn wounds from ice loads. Again, remember, can it be cleaned up? Think about it. Even if I clean the tree up, is it worth it? Is the tree wound depleted from the whole rest of the shape of the tree? Will it be unsafe, unhealthy, or is it disfigured? So those are some things just to view on trees. So um, things that can be pruned that love to be pruned right now are your summer blooming items. Pink spireas, althea, and woody hydrangeas. So those are just just an idea. There's a lot to do in the yard. So uh, uh, we talked about pruning. Maybe uh, you might find out, is is your pruner sharp? Is your lawnmower (laughs) sharp? Is your shovel sharp? Have they all been oiled up? Stuff like that that we don't even think of. Then you go out there, Ken, (laughs) that pruners don't even work when it gets there. So maybe it's time for a new set of pruners. Yeah, you're going to need them. That's right. No doubt about it. Well, that is our show for this week, this edition of Over the... We want to actually massage the mics and you want to put it in contact with the roots. Now, this works for everything except ericaceous plants like azalea, rhododendron, and blueberry will not work with that. But everything else on the list, beneficial mites, go ahead and put around those roots. Carefully backfill, covering the mites. Um, it does not like to be exposed to the ground or to the, to the sunshine. Mites will take a single root and make it into multiple roots. And that way, less watering, uh, easier pulling in of the moisture, easier pulling in of the fertilizer. And when you plant with mites, Ken, it turns a Waddell's one-year warranty into a five-year warranty by the company. And it's a no question, no quibble. So um, we've really, uh, people see extreme results with putting mites in the ground especially with transplanting. Now we've talked about the mulch. I like to use cedar mulch around the plants. Cedar draws, um, does not draw your insect. Think of it, cedar, hope chest, log homes. They're made with cedar on purpose. So this planting procedure have worked for me and thousands of Waddell's customers for many, many years, just trying to help you out.
So um, many of us with beautiful shade and ornamental trees, um, some of those are really irreplaceable and deserve um, that maintenance. <clears throat> I will say I was invited to visit a um, a local college. We won't say where again. Okay. In Kalamazoo, though. <laughs> All right. We have several. Yep. So. <laughs> yep. And can, there is probably 80 to 100 trees failing on this property. Ooh. And every one of them can probably was four to six inch caliper, good size, 15 to 20 trees or 15 to 20 foot trees. But down at the base of the trunk, down by the lawn, they were only about two to three inch caliper. Ken, they had been weed whipped and mower damaged for years. Ooh. The mower string blight, or the famous lawnmower blight, as we call it at Waddell's, um, keep the machines away from the trunks, no matter what the age of the tree is. Mulch the tree with cedar mulch. If you don't know how to keep away from the tree trunk, Put the collar around the tree trunk so you cannot have to hurt the tree every single week while you're weed whipping. <clears throat> I remember going around a peach tree and my mower blade hitting that peach tree. I almost got on my hands and knees and immediately tried to fix the tree, almost crying that I hit my peach tree of many years. I have collars on those trees now. So mulching's one thing. Have you fed the tree, the poor tree that is hurting? If you have not fed it in the fall, spring is the best time. We are getting spring rain, so go around your drip line of your tree where the rain would fall, poking holes or drilling holes and getting a spoma plant tone or tree tone now into the ground. When the plant comes out, flushes out with new growth and the food, um, just like me on a run. I got to have a banana when I... Oh, absolutely. <laughs> okay? yeah, exactly. So you got to have some of that come out. Irrigate if we don't have the moisture um, during the summer months to uh, help out that plant. So talking of trees, too. The best taste treats sometimes come from your own back garden tree. Fresh berries, fruits. Uh, tree ripens sometimes has a little pride um, a little sense of satisfaction where that fruit or that apple, that peach came from. Um, sometimes it's food fit for a king. You feel like, hey, um, you want to almost invite people over when you see a good crop. Just knowing that Waddell's has uh, many varieties coming on, including apples, peach, pear, sweet and sour cherry, plum, and we even have a, uh, a cool new cherry. I just we have all kinds of new ones, Ken, but it's a sweet, it's called sweet cherry pie. And most sweet cherries take two opposite varieties. So hmm. maybe your yard won't take that space. Somebody only needs one tree, but they're not after those bright, tart red cherries. It's not something you're, it's only in a cherry pie, right? Uh, it's yeah, not the, brown, yeah. the black cherries is what you like to eat when mm -hmm. you go up north, mm -hmm. okay? This is a sour cherry that's sweet. Only need one tree. So it is a beautiful red cherry that's deliciously sweet. So it's kind of a cool introduction to our fruit lineup. Our family is still enjoying crisp potatoes that was harvested last autumn. I found additional calcium in spring potato plantings gives way healthier plant, larger tubers, and they store much better in the winter. Calcium nitrate and gypsum is the solution putting it in the trench, then I side dress the potato plantings in mid-June again with calcium nitrate. Look it up. You'll know that's a deficiency in Michigan soils. I provide potato plants with one inch of moisture all summer long. Don't let them dry out. If they do, they immediately go back to dormant, and that spells the end of the potato growth. Just talking with our perennial manager, too, we have Kennebex, German Butterball, uh, Ken, we have an Andorondack that's a purple and red inside skin. We have Yukon Gold, um, Red Pontiac, and then a, a newer variety. It's an Austrian Crescent Fingerling. So that's a cool new kind of uh, um, potato that we have in stock right now. We have uh, <clears throat> onion sets. Uh, I'm sorry, onions coming on and shallots coming on, so the yellow, red, and white onions. So kind of nice to, even if you can't get them in the ground, get them before they're sold out. It's kind of nice to see them uh, uh, come on. So uh, 
good sign of spring out in the greenhouse. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Indeed. All the all gardeners do have valuable plantings of tulips and no doubt looking forward to their beautiful blooms. But a word of caution. You guys know what I said last week, what is in my yard. They have four legs, and they're running around, and they're furry, and they're really cute. And sometimes you get so mad at the pesky little rabbits. After all your work is done, they decide to go ahead and chew everything off. I have a nice little nursery of about 30 or 40 little red sunset maples that I was growing that they decided was very delicious. I fenced them, Ken, but the snow got too deep, and they jumped inside and mowed everyone down. Oh, no. So (laughs) if you want your tulip plantings, Uh, put on repellent soon. Not necessarily today, but either the repellents or the rabbit mace will help repel those rabbits and deer, and it will not hurt your pets or children. So just a little couple ideas, and uh, maybe we can come back from a break. I have a little poem that I'd like to uh, share, and then uh, maybe a little history since uh, I got you on the radio (laughs) with me today. All right, we'll do that. You're listening to Over the Garden Fence with Andy Waddell from Waddell's Nursery Floral and Garden Center, and uh, we're open to take your questions this morning at 382-4280, 382-4280, and we'll be right back on WKZO. When it comes to curb appeal, there's no substitute for an attractive lawn. The lawn care professionals at Woodell's can help you achieve that green, healthy lawn of your dreams. Besides being beautiful, did you know that a well-landscaped lawn can increase a home's value by 15%? Woodell's has all the products you need to get your lawn in tip-top shape. Need some grass seed? Woodell's exclusive grass seed blends are sold in bulk, so you can get just the amount you need. And their four most popular blends are now on sale. Get City Mix grass seed for $7.19 a pound, or Jaguar blend for $6.49 per pound as well as Deluxe Shady and Supreme Blend, all at low preseason prices. Now is also the time to get your four-step lawn program. Putting on your own lawn products means you save money over hiring a lawn service. And Woodell's is offering $20 and $50 instant in-store rebates for the two sizes of Scott's four-step programs. Woodell's Nursery Florist and Garden Center on Texas Drive at the corner of Millman 12th Street. Listen to what those local folks are telling you. You know what's going on in the more local level. Kalamazoo's official online local news source is WKZO.com. And back with you on WKZO on this rainy Saturday morning over the garden fence. Brought to you by Waddell's Nursery Floral and Garden Center. Andy Waddell here to take your calls on your upcoming projects, lawn and garden care as we get into the spring growing season and last 382-4280-382-4280. Andy? Yeah, thank you, uh, Ken. Thanks for everybody listening in this morning. And uh, a little chunky rain out there, but again, <laughs> we need the moisture and let's Indeed. be an optimist about it. So, uh, um, Ken, I know there is projects on everybody's minds. So, um my honeydew list gets bigger and bigger, so um, um, I would love if people wanted to make maybe give us a call, and uh, I'd throw a couple $10 gift cards towards their project at Waddell's this, uh, today. Well, let's see if uh, Kathy has something to share with us this morning. Well, Kathy, good morning. Hey, Kathy. How are you? Well, I'm fine. Thank you, Mr. Waddell. I have a question about the mite that you talked about. Mm-hmm. Now, I I wanted to plant a double file verbenum this year. Yes. So when do I put that on? I mean, I know you dig the hole and prepare it and all that. Yep. Right when you, you right when you set it in the ground, put your peat moss and common ore around it. Mike's actually, it sounds crazy, but it's hungry. It wants a food like composted cow manure around it because it's a live um bacteria that wants to grow and so you you actually put it right on the roots right before you backfill so like if you set that ball down in the hole you put it around backfill a little bit put a little more around it and kind of massage that mics right on the root system as you're backfilling okay so it's a it's a granular it is a granular it's actually baked onto brand like a bran flake or a vermiculite so it's very light and um um you really don't want to put it on the top. So let's say there's a plant that you already have in the ground, uh, Kathy. You could actually poke holes around it and pour it down around a plant if it was struggling. But it's not a topical. The sunshine, it will end up killing it. So oh, okay. you want to put it below at least two inches below the ground. Oh, all right. Yep. Well, thank you. Yeah. Now, double file 
is a great plant. There is a improved one of that called Shasta. So take a look at both of them when you get there at the store. They're they're nice plants. How big do they grow? So Shasta and Double File are more width and height because of the layering. It's one of the only viburnums that its flower goes in procession up the length of the stem. It's an incredible plant. So the stem is on an angle and the flower is straight. It's a, a beautiful flower floret. So 12, 12, maybe 15 wide, maybe by six oh. to eight in height. Very controllable again, ma'am, but it's a, it's a quite a large specimen someday. Yeah, I had uh, an old bush cut down, and now these um, communication towers show. So I wanted to cover it up, but I oh, yeah. hope it's something that's pretty broad. Good good choice. All right. Well, and it, and it's tough, too. You bet, Kathy. Oh, thank you. Okay. You're welcome. Bye. Bye-bye. All right. Well, uh, Anna's joining us this morning on WKZO, and good morning. Good morning, Anna. How are you? I am fine, thank you. What's I have a question for you. Uh, in the fall, I wrapped my young tree trunks with uh, a wrap from your store. Mm-hmm. When does that need to come off? Third week in May. Third week yep. in May. Oh, okay. What I like so to now- do is you could do it today, but right now those, uh, if you don't have any deer problems, you could take it off a rabbit. But sometimes the forage has not quite started a lot of the spring hasn't flushed out in the woods so if it's a plant that's young you just never know about the the varmint so i like to hold off a little bit longer but i sure don't want to leave it on during the summer that's where all your pill bugs and earwigs all lie in the summertime and the trunk likes to breathe well, I have plenty of deer. That's one of the yeah, reasons yeah. why the trees are wrapped. Yep, and that's why I said third week, because you sometimes, even in May, we get some hard-killing frosts, and it's nice to get past the frost stage when the then the wrap can come off. Okay, thank you so much, okay. Andy. appreciate you, your help. And then put it on on Thanksgiving weekend. Give a couple yep. frosts in the fall. You don't want to put it on early again, too. So we like to put it on Thanksgiving weekend. Okay, so basically Thanksgiving to Mother's Day. You got it. There you go. Okay, thank you so much. Thank you, Ann. Bye-bye. All right, 382-4280 is our number, 382-4280, if you have a question for Andy Woodell on Over the Garden Fence this morning. And um, uh, when we started building our expo, I just wanted to say thank you for everybody coming over last weekend, Ken. It was... uh, um, we had a nice theme. It was Route 77. It was uh, our 77th year. So we took a route around our neighborhoods that we built. So uh, with road signs and uh, maps that people could cruise their little hot rod area around our five little neighborhoods yeah, that we built. It was really so, cool. I, I got out to uh, yeah. to participate last Saturday, and it was, it was kind of cool seeing those uh, highway signs around. <laughs> uh, it was great. So you know what, everybody? Our tempo picks up at Waddell's. I know very soon yours is too. So it's a good time to remind yourself of these attributes mentioned in this poem entitled, Come to the Garden Alone, while the dew is still on the roses. For a garden of your daily living, plant three rows of peas. Peas of mind, peace of heart, and peace of soul. Peace of soul. Now, Ken, want to make sure, plant four rows of squash. Mm-hmm. Squash gossip, squash indifference, squash grumbling, and squash selflessness. Now, next thing right after that is plant four rows of lettuce. Let us be faithful. Let us be kind. Let us be patient. Let us really love one another. So, but no garden can really should not be without turnips. So turn up for meetings, turn up for service, and turn up to help one another. So to conclude our garden, we must have time. Time for each other, time for family, and time for friends. So you need to water freely with patience and cultivate with love. There will be much fruit in your garden because you reap what you sow. And I'd just like to add uh, something George added years ago. When you plant a garden, plant an extra row for your friends to share flowers, fruits, and vegetables with those who have none. Oh, what a nice sentiment that was. Yeah. Yeah, What a great idea. So kind of cool little um, thing. And I have... um, uh, we were, we're going to talk about storm damage too in a few minutes. Mm-hmm. And I know that it has, uh, 
um, been on everybody's mind. People are coming in with their phone, showing what uh, what has broken their yard, splitting, and so we can come back to that, Ken. And uh, it has been um, uh, that ice storm has really taken severity in everybody's landscape. It really has. Yeah. Joyce is joining us this morning on WKZO. Good morning, Joyce. How are you? Good morning, Andy. I am well, and you? Good, good. Thanks for joining us. How can I help? Well, I would just like some suggestions for a shade garden. Oh, it's probably two-thirds shady during the day, and the shade moves as the sun moves, filtered through trees. I'd like something tall perennial that would be, you know, just really pretty. And it can be, I'd like flowers, um, ferns or, or other shade plants would be okay, but I have a fairly large area to fill in. Mm-hmm. So you know what bloodroot is or semisifuga? There is a, a, a burgundy variety of that. And Ooh. could I tell the how to spell the name? But it is called semisifuga, I think is the botanical name. And it's my backdrop that I use a lot of times that I need to get some height. It's got a spire of of uh, like a burgundy white flower that has a um, a really nice um, kind of a cut leaf foliage that would look nice. Why not maybe get some of your biggest hosta? Some of the varieties like Empress Wu or um, uh, I know there is, I have Drinking Gourd, which is a huge one that has a very large leaf. That would be a good backdrop. I have um, a lot of my oak leaf hydrangea series like ruby slippers or alice are both very nice backdrops they would give you a year-round little look and i didn't know joyce would you ever be willing to take a couple shots and sketch it out and we could kind of walk through because shade i will say has probably at waddell's grown in our department the most because joyce you are not alone everybody's trees keep getting bigger and the shade demand for plants are keep growing. So we have coral bells now that are wonderful for sun, but some for shade. And like you said, some of your sunshine moves back and forth in this spot. Coral bells would give you the nice medium size. Um, some of your uh, foxglove would be pretty good in that spot as far as a backdrop with some height. Also, the perennial foxglove or digitalis, which is the biennial. So... There's a couple of varieties that would give you three to five or two and a half to four foot in height in the backdrop for some medium height. Thank you. Good suggestions. I've written them down. Yeah. Well, <laughs> next time, just sometimes you like to come in and say, oh, man, I love that plant. And eh, let's hold off on that plant. And sometimes touching and feeling is the best thing because there's lots of others. Gorgeous, vibrant. Oh, Absolutely. Yeah. We always spend more than the budget likes when we come in. <laughs> <laughs> good viburnums, too, Joyce. There's viburnum choices. Fragrant viburnum be a good choice in that spot that would give you nice fragrance, a good flower in the part shade, part sun. Good. She's got a project, Ken. Yeah, it sounds like she's got a project so, to me. Remember shade, Joyce. <laughs> is, it sh is it dry shade? Is it moist shade? Two different things, too. So when you're taking a look at the spot, let us know, because uh, dry shade, we'd pick some different things. All right. Thank you. Okay. Thank you, Joyce, for the call. Appreciate the call this morning uh -huh. on Over the Garden Fence. We're going to take a break and uh, come back and talk about uh, storm damage mm -hmm. a little bit, because I know it's on everybody's mind. It's coming up here on Over the Garden Fence on WKZO. Watching beautiful wild birds is a great way to enjoy nature, and the best way to keep birds close to your landscape is to give them their favorite foods. The birding experts at Waddell's Garden Center will tell you this is the most important time of year to provide plenty of food for the birds as nesting season begins. Waddell's carries 16 different varieties of the best quality bird seed around, and this week, eight bird feed favorites are on sale, including safflower seed, Georgia's No Waste Blend, thistle seed, and more. A must to provide birds extra energy as nesting season arrives is suet, Orange Essence Suet Cakes are on sale. Get a whole case of 12 for just $11.88. Woodells also has the best selection around of bird feeders. Choose from more than 100 styles, including tube feeders, squirrel-proof feeders, and many more. And right now, they're all 30% off. 
Weddell's Nursery, Florist, and Garden Center, the Kalamazoo area's bird feeding headquarters for 77 years. On Texas Drive, the corner of Millen and 12th Street. Mixed precipitation will continue across West Michigan for our Saturday. Winter storm warnings and winter weather advisories north of I-96 will stay in effect through 8 o'clock tonight. Otherwise, expect a cool day overall with temperatures topping off near 36 this afternoon and it will be breezy. Winds are turning to the northwest at 10 to 20 miles per hour. We'll slowly dry out into the evening and overnight. Expect a low temperature near 27. We'll be dry on Sunday with even some sunshine and a high near 45. Tracking Southwest Michigan's weather, I'm Storm Team 8 meteorologist Sarah Flynn. And back on WKZO with this week's edition of Over the Garden Fence. Still a few minutes left in our show, and we could still sneak in a phone call or two. 382-4280. 382-4280. If you got a quick question for Andy Waddell this morning, Andy. Thank you very much. Thank you, everybody. And Joyce, if you wanted to buzz back, we didn't catch you on the $10 gift card if you wanted yep, to buzz yep, us back Joyce, on your yeah, Give us a call project. back, Joyce. Sorry about that, Joyce. <laughs> so we uh, held, held uh, um, we hung up the phone on you. Sorry about that. So what we were saying earlier is uh, probably once or twice or three times a day, Ken, people have been coming in with pictures of the storm-damaged trees from the ice. Heavy ice storms that swept through Michigan recently resulted in high high amounts of damage. Many parts of the state, damaged trees require a full removal. Homeowners are looking for suggestions, um, looking to add more trees to their landscaping, come to Waddell's. We actually offer a series of smart trees available for things like under wires, where power lines and things are an issue. And so some of that stuff is just important not to plant a huge tree where someday those power companies might end up cutting them down. Um, we have at least a hundred varieties of trees with over 40 different families that you could look at. We have varieties that include installation, um, that you could do, or we could do. Michigan state and Waddell's reminding homeowners for sure to, uh, replanting trees helps offset the loss of the tree canopy covering in Michigan's urban and community forest after the storms. Additional planting and diversity of trees is the most effective way to, uh, like a strategy to help protect community forests from threats like Dutch elm disease, emerald ash borer, and some other pests that we've had. So just ideas on maybe not every, um, Millwood's a great example. Years ago, we had the Dutch elm disease problem in Millwood, long, yeah. long before I was. But I do know about it, Ken. And the norm was to go through in Millwood. We, it was not us, but City of Kalamazoo chose silver maple or soft maple. Up and down, you guys, uh, if people are listening in Millwood, you can raise your hand knowing that <laughs> that's usually the first area where it's all trapped from all the storm, all the um, soft maples coming down. So choose a variety, you might get a, uh, less of the problems too. Ken, I also said I have, uh, we have a caller waiting? No. Um, I have a little history of over the garden fence while you're here. Okay. So uh, um, I, I found this. George had it. Started in 1957. Over the garden fence actually was responding to postcards with questions sent into Louise Kavner and Harley Waddell. Then with some of your announcers, you remember uh, the names like Jerry Raffle oh, yeah. or Gary Lang? Mm -hmm. Harley worked with them till 1965 when George took over. And then George took over and was 40 years till 2005 when Harley ended up uh, wintering sometimes in those Florida areas. So then I took off in uh, uh, summer of 2005, uh, 2006, and then took over completely in 2007. So we just like to know that um, we enjoy our community. We love to help with our services from bedding plant growers, fruit growers, great landscape plants. We have uh, our two farms that are in southwest Michigan, one in Galesburg and one in Scott. So that way you have local, fresh um, product that is brought to you on a daily basis. Um, Ken, we kind of call ourselves plantaholics. Uh, you know, sometimes it's just well said, when I yeah. see a new plant, it's just, oh my, you know, got to have it and up, ends up being in my yard. So um, things, going back to those trees again, things like new trees is what I look at pretty hard. What is the old we try to drop? What is the new great alternatives like beech 
hornbeam, lilac, black tupelo, bald cypress, zelkova. Those are all varieties maybe that you wouldn't think of when you're thinking, oh, oak or maple as far as a replacement. Do we have a couple of minutes to you talk bet. to Peggy? Peggy, good morning. Hey, Peggy, how are you? Just fine. I have a quick question. Uh, when is the best time to trim off the tops of um, cedars? Of cedars, okay. And and how how tall are they, Peggy? Quite established. Um, yeah, they're about fifteen feet tall. Twelve yeah. feet tall. Yeah, you could probably do it now, Peggy. It's okay. Usually, we like to do evergreens when you're doing a. Ha- a major haircut around the first or second week in June. But if you get that cut, they'll, they'll still flush out. They're a very established cedar. You, you just want to slow them down. Right. They're it, getting a little bit too close to uh, wires and, and roofs. And <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's okay. I would tell you the time not to do it is in the fall because we don't like to give pretty hard haircuts to cedar and then let them go all winter with that new uh, older wood exposed. So yeah, um, you're 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 good on doing it now. Okay, very good. Thank all right, you. All right, Peggy. Have a good morning. All right, appreciate your call this morning. Mm-hmm. So, um, again, storm damage. Maybe you need to take shots, get an evaluation. There are arborists in Kalamazoo that will come out and do an evaluation. We can suggest if there's hard branches, Ken, that have torn and made hollow gaps in your tree trunks. Yesterday, that was two or three times people were showing birch and maple, mm-hmm. locust that is all torn off. I'd say it's time to remove because even if you filled that cavity, Ken, it will always be that hollow area where the water will drain down in, always turning black. So remember, things like that attend to. We have some pruning at Waddell's. We have some large birch that have been damaged due to the storm damage. Um, it's too high for us. We're going to have Martin's tree and stump come in with their large uh, lift and get uh, probably 30 foot in the air, get some huge branches out of some birch. Remember, if you're pruning, remember your three Ds. We talked about it last week. Dead, damaged, and disease. Every action, there's a reaction to your plant. Crossing branches, wounded branches, thinning out the tree like fruits and ornamental trees. That's a great time right now. Torn wounds from ice loads. Again, remember, can it be cleaned up? Think about it. Even if I clean the tree up, is it worth it? Is the tree wound depleted from the whole rest of the shape of the tree? Will it be unsafe, unhealthy, or is it disfigured? So those are some things just to view on trees. So um, things that can be pruned that love to be pruned right now are your summer blooming items. Pink spireas, althea, and woody hydrangeas. So those are just just an idea. There's a lot to do in the yard. So uh, uh, we talked about pruning. Maybe uh, you might find out, is is your pruner sharp? Is your lawnmower (laughs) sharp? Is your shovel sharp? Have they all been oiled up? Stuff like that that we don't even think of. Then you go out there, Ken, the pruners don't even work when it gets there. So maybe it's time for a new set of pruners. Yeah, you're going to need them. That's right. No doubt about it. Yeah.